welcome back to the Sideshow Podcast with Michelle and Justin. Hello. I'm the Justin part of that. I'm Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Justin. How are you on this uh, fine day? I am good. You're doing well? I'm doing well. Are you less punchy? I am less. You are less punchy. <laughs> less punchy. Less punchy. Hey, uh, you know, before we get into it, I wanted to find out, is there an update on the um, the Dumb Dad Project? Uh, yeah, so if you go to at Dad Podcast on Instagram, you could see videos of me building a fort for my children. Uh, I had to have surgery a couple weeks ago. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I had a hernia. It's a, here's the Aww. thing. Well, well, we'll talk about this for five seconds. Is that I, I, I'm not a very... Um, I don't know what's what's a reclusive person like. I'll, I'll tell you anything. I don't I don't care about that part of it. But mm-hmm. sometimes with this in particular, I feel like if I say, "Oh, I had a hernia," there's something about that H word that makes it seem like I'm that's too much information. Okay, what now? A hernia is when the muscle like yes. peaks. Through. There's a weak spot. Usually, it's in the abdomen. Mm-hmm. There's a weak spot in the muscle lining of the abdomen, and there's a and so. Uh, tissue or fat like or even your through. little bit of your intestines can just kind of get in there and it creates like a little bump yeah on the outside so yes okay and so mine was uh down near McGroin area did you, you lift did you lift something wrong I've, i don't know here's i thought i lifted a full keg of beer into the back of a land rover <laughs> by myself that could have done it i that was about three months ago mm-hmm. and when i went to the surgeon uh to, to have this checked out because what happened was no, that was about four or five months ago. And then two or three months ago, no, two months ago, I had like a, I was up on my feet a lot coaching flag football because mm-hmm. I'm kind of a big deal. And, um, <laughs> and I had like some pain in my gut. Like I was like, oh gosh. And so I thought I just had to use restroom or something like that. Here comes TMI. And so anyway, when I was going to the bathroom, I see like what I was, there was asymmetry, asymmetry down mm-hmm. there in my downstairs. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. That doesn't look right. Yep. And so, uh, so I, and then it was hard to the touch and I was like, oh, and I thought I pulled a muscle is what right. I was like, kind of hoping. So as soon as I got off my feet, everything relaxed and it kind of went away and I was like, oh, that, oh I guess I'm fine. But then the next day it was kind of bad. So I went to urgent care, blah, blah, blah. I found it. So when I went to the surgeon after going through all the referrals and everything, the surgeon said, no, you've had this for quite a few years, I imagine. It's a small oh. one. He goes, it's not a big deal. He said, uh, but we, it does need to get fixed. Otherwise, so they go in there laparoscopically and they, they just took, shove it back three in holes, there? Yeah, they poke three holes in me and then they inflate my gut with some CO2 mm-hmm. and then they put everything back and then they put mesh. And I, uh, the reason I say the mesh it's is not because, vaginal mesh, right? Nope, yeah. Cause okay. everybody's like, when you say you're getting meshed in there, you're not doing the mesh, are you? <laughs> and then my dad was like, well, don't watch the news. If you hear about the mesh. <laughs> and I was like, what? And so I did some Googling and it's all vaginal mesh. That's right. where all the problems are. Exactly. And uh, evidently my abdomen, I don't have to worry about, to worry as about much. Oh, so uh, I haven't been in shape to do all this stuff. Although my doctor said I would be fine to do it. Oh, right okay. after the surgery, but I think I'm going to wait till after this weekend and next week and get back on More the More importantly, I want to know where were you taking that full keg of beer? Uh, when my wife is on the in the Rotary Club for Burbank, uh-huh. and they were doing a benefit at the Nickelodeon Animation Studios. Oh, got and it. And so what it was, it's a very fun idea for a fundraiser for anybody who does this kind of stuff. What they did was they had a party at Nickelodeon. Obviously, you can't everybody can't always do that, but they did brought a karaoke person there. Mm-hmm. Right, you just rent the karaoke equipment. And then uh, if I wanted to challenge you, uh, if I were to raise money, I pay $25 and I say, Michelle, you're going to go up there and sing uh, I'm a Survivor or mm-hmm. whatever, right? And then you say, I will not sing I'm a Survivor, but I will sing Dancing Queen. And I and means that means you have to pay $40. Mm-hmm. And then if I pay $50, oh, cool. I say, screw you, you're singing I'm a Survivor. 
and all the money goes towards a good cause. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. So I was, we were loading out, and I, I didn't have a lot of experience with kegs, but it wasn't, it was heavy. I'm not, don't get me wrong, but I didn't feel like I pulled something or anything like that. I wasn't even. I wasn't oh, I thought. The next I day. thought maybe you had something new going on here at home. No, you had like a, no. Although the other like part, of the, up, the other part of the update, I put it in the fort. Yeah. Uh, the other part of the fort was is that I said, "What do you guys want to do this weekend?" Uh, a couple weekends it was a weekend after my surgery or right before my surgery, I think it was. And my older son said, well, maybe we could work on the fort. I said, well, I said, dad's not really in shape. I think it was the weekend before my surgery because my uh, brother-in-law was here. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law is like a handyman. I just didn't want to deal with him telling me what to do. Because- well, yeah, you don't want to deal with him, uh, you know, giving you a uh, critique of how you're doing. What you're yeah. Doing. And I wish it was because I was insecure, but it's probably more because I'm overly confident in that. I've seen him build a deck and I'm like. I just don't want any of your uh, opinions, yeah. you know? So anyway, so he said, well, I go, well, I don't know if we do this. He's like, well, I just hope we could get it done so we could use it once. <laughs> and I looked at him, I go, what do you mean use it once? I go, do you think I'm going to build it and then you're going to use it and then I'm going to tear it down? I go, I think it's going to be there for years. Well, you know, you did promise them the zip line. Right. That's what they're looking for. And he said the zip line over the pool. He wants to be able to at least zip line into the pool once. once. during the summer. Yeah. And I was like, you will. When have I ever failed you? What a son of a bitch, too. I love it. That's not a disparaging comment towards my wife. (laughs) Um, Um, So I wanted, there was something I wanted to talk about today because, uh, you know, I'm 45, mm -hmm. although I don't look it. No. You don't have to lie. I don't like lie. Uh, I would. I would say you. I would say you and I are the same age. I would say late thirties. That's okay. what I would say. That's very kind of you. And here's the thing: everybody says you're kind. I don't lie. I don't. I don't. That's true. I don't know how to. Not, I don't know you. To you be can't a liar. compliment somebody without being perceived as a liar. Right. I don't understand why we live that way. So anyway. I'm 45 years old, and this is a, something I've dealt with for a long time. And it happened to me a couple of weeks ago, where you know I happened to strike up a conversation with a nice older lady at the grocery store one day and I I don't remember how we got into the conversation we both liked the same brand of potato chips by the way <laughs> screw costco Uh-oh. because they and this is I have this problem like I told my husband I you can't send me to costco because when I go I spend between three and five hundred dollars because I just go and and oh I think I need that oh I do need 20 pounds of ground beef and all this but anyway they carry the, this ginormous bag of these sweet Maui onion oh, potato chips yeah, they come good. in a purple bag yes. and usually at the grocery store they just come in a tiny bag like yeah. a small bag so I'm like great so then I saw them at Costco, and now I bought them, and now they're sitting on my shelf, and I just can't stop eating them. Uh-oh. It's so, yeah. so good. So anyway, we had struck up a conversation over the fact that, that you know, I liked these uh, potato chips, and she couldn't reach them and whatnot. And she looked in my cart, and she saw some of the stuff that I have for my husband's lunch, which is, like, Jello and Go-Gurt and other things. <laughs> And she and she asked me if I had children, you know, like, oh, you must have children. And I said, no. Oh, Michelle, you should have just said yes. <laughs> for my husband. Oh, this is and, so great. And she goes, oh, you don't have children? And I go, no. And she looked at me like, oh, why not? I'm like, first of all, I just met you, lady. It's yeah. really none of your business. Why not? But you I, did bond over the sweet Maui onion potato chips. <laughs> this is a question that I've gotten over the course of several years where, you know, somebody asks if I have children and I say I don't have children and they give you that look like, oh, that's too bad. It's like, listen, 
I don't have children, not because I I don't believe I couldn't have children. Probably at this point, I probably can't. But I, it's never happened for me. I've never been on birth control with my husband. We've never, you know, used You've done protection. the not trying. Yeah, we've done the, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. It, it, it just has never it's happened. It's the white man's burden. You and can't get pregnant. I think it happened once, but, you know, I because there was an issue with my monthly visitor where yeah. I, where my doctor said, ah, oh, you probably had a miscarriage like very, very early on. You probably didn't even know yeah. that you were pregnant. Um, but it's just never happened to me. And and it's always I've always been of the mindset that if it happens for me, that's great. I would be a great mother. I think uh, I'd yes, be a really, really good mother. But I also have a bunch of nieces and nephews that I have loved and, and treated like my own children over the years. And so it's just never happened for me. Have we thought about adoption? Yeah, we thought about it. We just kind of realized we're probably a little too selfish for that. I have dogs. <laughs> Which is enough responsibility as it is, um, and and I and believe me, if I wanted to have a kid, I could have had a kid. I worked for a man, <laughs> for yeah. Bill Handel, yeah. for many many years, who who lives and breathes the surrogacy industry. If I really wanted to have a children, uh, children, I could have asked him for help. I could have harvested and froze my eggs. Yep. I could have done. I didn't want to spend any money like doing that, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. I just think. Not for you. In my in my head, it was like if God meant, meant right. for me to have children, I would have children. If that meant I got pregnant at forty four or forty five, which is still a possibility, I still get my period every month. Yeah. Um, but it just hasn't happened for us, and so we're perfectly okay being child free. And then I came across this article, but it's funny because I have a couple of friends on Facebook who can't have children. Um, some people that I've known for a little, they they physically cannot have children, and they've express the same thing where they've had this conversation with people and people kind of look at them with pity Ugh. that they don't have children. And and I know people who are intentionally child-free and who don't want children. And I found this really interesting because there was an article that came out earlier this week about how the number of babies born in America has is the lowest in 30 years. So in 2017, it was the lowest in 30, in 30 years. 3.8 million babies were born last year. That's the lowest number in three decades, which is a big deal. And they're saying that if it keeps up, then then eventually we'll be like Japan, where the sales of adult diapers outpaces the sale of baby diapers, which I think That's is a thing in Japan. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's it's awesome. a big thing in Japan. That's and they're funny. saying in 2008 originally that the the baby the the baby birth rate dropped because of the recession, and then you know other things kind of led to it. But more and more women nowadays are choosing not to have children mm-hmm. on purpose. And there are people who, you know, who still want to have kids. And there are these women who this is the this is a really fun part for me is that people who go to baby showers for their friends who are having children, people who have chosen to remain childless. What they'll do at a baby shower is they'll gift their friend like five days of their vacation if they work for the same company. Mm -hmm. So that person could take more time off because, you know, in America, we are not like other countries where we allow people to take six months off to care for their children, mother and father, and pay them to do so. So I just find it interesting in this day and age that there's still that that pity look that you get for being child-free. And I don't know where, I don't know why people feel pity for people who don't want to have children. It's, uh, it's, here's, here's my theory, because I had it happen in an indirect, something similar where we, um, when my father had a heart attack at 50 and I was building my stand-up career, I decided I would rather have my kids get two more years with their grandpa than be 
have two more years to build my career and be a little bit more financially stable, mm-hmm. right? It was the smartest thing I ever did for my stand-up career because nothing is a stronger motivator than having a kid to, and go, oh, my God, I got to feed this thing. Right. Uh, but when I the night that my wife found out she was pregnant, she was seven days, maybe 11 days pregnant, we guessed, that I went up on stage and started talking about it. Mm-hmm. And the owner of that comedy club had been trying for years to have a baby and was like, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't do this because she had been through like multiple miscarriages, blah, blah, right. blah. So everybody has their own perspective of it. And I was just kind of ignorant. But the re- and I think what it is, is that when you have your own perspective is in my experience of parenting, it's not something to pity someone for not having kids. Right. I'm envious of people who don't have children and I love my children. Right. I adore my children. My heart aches when I am not near them, but the immediate time, immediately when I'm in their presence, I want to slap them or yell at them or tell them to <laughs> shut up and leave me alone. It's, uh, but that's just who I am. Right. I, that's, that's the dynamic that is in my family. If you were to call my kids in here and say, do, does your dad love you without a shadow of doubt? I would never once think that my kids thought I thought they were horrible people right. or horrible kids. None of that. I don't have to worry about any of that. But if I'm being a hundred percent honest, my wife and I need a date night, and it's happening tonight. We're going to play uh, bingo at the, with the drag queen bingo in Hollywood. Have oh, you ever done this? Oh, God, I want to do that so bad. Have you ever done it yet? No, I want, actually, I want Bill to do a success from scratch on that whole concept oh. of drag queen bingo. I want to go really, really bad. We're double dating it. We have to do We're, it. I don't know if I, uh, well, you probably have plans tonight. We'll figure it out off the air. But point is, um, I think that it's a way of people, like, trying to feel better about themselves Maybe. because I don't know too many. There are parents that are out there, but I do believe that they're the minority that are just like, everything is so fantastic and I just feel so fulfilled <laughs> and it's so amazing. I'm just, oh, just I just ooze with love. I just don't know pity people that are like that. And so right. when they go, oh, and, and, and to think that you can't live a fulfilled life. Trust me, I've, led, I've read multiple statistics on this. Uh, people who do not have children are healthier. Mm-hmm. And they are happier. They, they only lack in one area and that they're, they're, it could be argued that their life is not as fulfilled as people who have children. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. Other than that, they, again, they go on more vacations. They have more <laughs> expendable income. Overall health is better like because they're not tired and exhausted and all that stuff. I and mean, when you think about it, just the idea of being, a, being pregnant, this was such a weird thing I learned from our OBGYN that if you could take your multivitamins, like your, your prenatal mm-hmm. multivitamins, but if you don't have enough calcium in your body, that baby will just take the calcium from your bones. Right. It'll take whatever it needs from you. Just sucks the just life sucks out of you. sucks the life like, out literally. of you in order to survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's women who uh, have developed allergies from becoming pregnant. There's women who have lost their hair from becoming pregnant. Like, just because it's just a succubus, just yeah. a, a, a little, <laughs> I, don't, I can't think of parasite, just living off of you. Yes. You know what I mean? And then they come out and then they do that financially to you to a great right. extent. So. I don't understand it. I don't understand the pity, but I do really like the idea of people having less kids because we got a lot of people. Yeah. We got a lot of people in this world. There's not a lot of food for them. There's not a lot of places for them to live. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is really real estate nerdy of me because I'm jumping into this world, but I love it is uh, that the biggest reason why our housing price is the way it is, is because of the demand. There's so low inventory and it's not just here in Southern California. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's all over the nation. Everybody's dealing with the exact same problem is that we have more people than we have houses to put them in. Right. And, and it makes it almost unaffordable in order to get a, get a house. So if we can have much like Freakonomics found out that when uh, abortion became legal 20 years later, there was just this like cliff of crime falling off. Right. 
I think that we might all of a sudden be predict. If when did this start? Ten years ago. It's, well, it started. They said it started. Two thousand three. Two thousand and eight was when it started. Okay, so in the, the recession. Fine. So in theory, in another twenty years, we could have a housing boom, right? Because all of a sudden, uh, there's not as many people needing houses. Because well, and this- I think too, you know, part of it, you know, they they, you know, like you were saying, part of uh, you know having kids is maybe having that feeling of being fulfilled in life, and I think I have that still because my yes. husband is much like a child. So. Clearly, you had gogurt. You had gogurt. <laughs> you, had, cart. you had Costco level gogurt in your cart. <laughs> so, so I yes, don't even I, buy Costco level gogurt, and I have two children. So one so could I argue think, you have more children than me. <laughs> so I think that part of my life is fulfilled. The only thing that in the beginning, and the you know when when I kind of realized I was getting up there, and the likelihood of me having children was less and less. Mm-hmm. The only thing that initially terrified me in the beginning is the end of life part. Yeah. Because I was there for my dad, and I, I can't imagine being in that position and not having anybody there for me, like not mm. having a, your child. Yeah. Now, granted, I have nieces and nephews right. that love me very much, and I've also told my niece, and she's going to be a nurse, that she's going to be the one to take care of me. I will move <laughs> in with you. I will cook for you and you and your family, but I will be moving in with you at the, that stage in my life. Like somebody will have to take care of me. Realistically, I think, and I'm not making a joke here. By the time you have to worry about this problem, there will be robots who do this for you. I think you're right. I and, think- you know, my, my friend Sharon Bellio, producer of the Tim Conway Jr. Show, and I have, have discussed this. Huge shout out. Um, that we, uh, you know, when we become old and, and have to kind of, you know, depend on each other, that we're going to live together. be like the Golden Oh, that's girls. great. And she's like, well, what about our husbands? I'm like, they'll be long gone by then. Men die much. Statistically. Yeah, men die sooner than women. So it's going to be probably going to be us. Hopefully by that time, a casino will figure out it would be beneficial to have residential housing for yeah. older people so that we could, you know, live right in the casino, which would be really nice idea. Um, you know, but we're, we're going to, you know, have that Golden Girls moment. And I think, you know, you're there for each other. you got to watch Black Mirror, too. Have you seen the Black Mirror I on the Netflix? I have not seen you gotta watch I've the Black seen Mirror. parts of it. So it's, it's like episodes. a Twilight Zone type series. And there's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of these kinds of concepts where they're talking about that we have the technology. I saw a TED Talk about this. This is now five years ago. I saw this TED Talk where they hooked electrodes up to a, a rat or a mouse's brain. And they could project on a screen what the mouse was seeing based mm-hmm. on these electrodes, which means that they were able to translate the signal uh, to the optic part of the brain, right, into digital signals. So that if they could take those di- signals within the brain and convert them into digital, that means that they could eventually develop the ability to upload the mouse's brain Ooh. into something, right? So there's this concept in an episode of Black Mirror, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but where you just get uploaded Oh, into another body? Not into it. Well, they have that. That's Altered Carbon. That's a different show. But in this way, you just live on a server. Oh. Like in a VR world. There you go. And you go back to your prime when you're 20. Sit and, me in front of a right? slot machine. And people play, con- they play, they 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 could jump around from decade to decade and I'd move like whatever they want and live in whatever space they want. I and think that would be awesome. Isn't that great? Live forever. Yeah. Hey, Live listen, for- when we come back, before yeah. we get to our other topic, I need to tell you about my mouse issue. Oh. So, yeah, we'll do that right when we come back. All right. Find yourself another house to run around and play. 
You scare my girl, you eat my cheese, you even drink my wine. I tried so hard to catch you, but you trick me all the time. Okay, I'm gonna try the Italian here. Oh, this is. Gestato sulla gilla, basciù della redomur. On the set again, lay shawan la gaza school. In no nins and all the gila balla zula zool. A balla mo maladina, for I got the zappa hood. Pepino zula gila, ma vata scumpari. Did you uh, do you understand anything you just said, or you just know the song? Yeah, I know the song. I think that whole, I think the whole um, uh, Italian part is just repeating that first verse in Italian. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly. Uh, that's Lou Monte, Pepino, the Italian mouse, if I you want to uh, peruse it uh, and, and listen to it. On I love own. that song. That was a song I grew up with when I was a kid. My grandmother used to play it for me. Um, and uh, Lou Monte in general, we should play more of his stuff because right. he has some very great Italian stuff. It's just it's so- it all like, if this feels kind of like a kid's song. Is this? That's a kid's song. He also has, I think, Dominic the Donkey. There's another Pepino <laughs> song, but it's not as good as this one. But anyway, he just has a bunch of traditional Italian songs, too, right. which is hilarious. Anyway, the reason why we played this is because I'm <laughs> dealing with a little bit of a mouse problem at the house. Yeah. And, okay, and my husband and I are disagreeing about how to handle this situation. So I came home the other day, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and my husband's on the phone with his sister. And he's talking to his sister about something completely unrelated. And he's walking around the house while he's talking to his sister on the phone, right? And then suddenly he's walking by me. And all of a sudden, he just go. He just stops his conversation, and he goes, "Hey, by the way, I saw a mouse down in the garage." And then he just walks away. <laughs> I'm like, "What?" And so later, I had to say, "Okay, wait. Where did you see this mouse? Oh, I saw it downstairs. Like, if you go down, we're, we live in a, um, a townhouse, so yeah. it's like a tri level. So our garage, and then you walk upstairs, and then there's front door, and then you walk up more stairs, and then there's Bedrooms basically and the and you know the kitchen area, and then oh, you go I'm up sorry. another yes, couple okay, yeah. flights, and then our bedrooms. So." Um, Right before you walk into our house from the garage, there is, to the left, there is a closet, which has a bunch of shit in it. (laughs) It's just where stuff ended up. This is the one with the sliding glass door, right? No, this is the one separate. It's it's next to that. Sliding glass door is like a big storage room where we have the most stuff. But this is a closet that goes pretty much under the stairs, right? So it's, it's kind of a long, thin closet where we just have... Like our bowling balls and some empty containers and uh, padding for carpet and a bunch of uh, ceramic tile. But no food. No food. Yeah, food. no no food in there. But there's just a bunch of like stuff, like house stuff in there. And it goes all the way back underneath the thing. So it's hard to get stuff out of them. So once stuff's in there, it's not it's coming not, out until yeah. we move. Like there's probably stuff way in capsule. the back. Yeah, there's probably stuff way in the back. <laughs> that we need, but uh, we're not getting to it until we move. I wonder if you've already bought it, like to probably. replace it. That's I probably funny. bought a replacement. Anyhow, he said, "Oh yeah, that's so." He goes, "I opened." He goes, "I opened the door of that closet. I don't know why, because he just opened it for whatever reason to look in there." He goes, <laughs> "And I saw a mouse jump from this side to that side." And I go, "Was it a mouse or a rat?" And he goes, "No, it's a mouse." And I said, "Okay, so it's a little mouse." And I go, "It's probably it's just a mouse." He goes, well, there's where, where there's one mouse, there's probably more mice. <laughs> now, in the entirety, entirety of the time that we've lived there, I've never, ever seen a mouse in the garage. I've mm-hmm. seen some cockroaches in the garage, mm-hmm. and that bugs me to no end. 
occasional once in a while you'll catch a cockroach in the house and you'll be like, hmm, that makes me so mad because you try to keep the house as clean as possible. Why the fuck is there a cockroach in the house? Then I realized I have a doggy door that goes out onto the patio and I usually find them somewhere in the vicinity of where that doggy door is. So maybe they're coming in that way. Yeah. So anyway, I've never seen a mouse before in my life. So I said to him, so his idea, obviously, let's just put a trap out. And uh, let's do one of those glue traps. No, I'm not doing one of those glue traps because I don't want to come home and see a mouse stuck to it and, like, be screaming. I don't want to. And then he says, well, let's do one of those, uh, the regular traditional mouse traps. And I'm like, I don't want to do that either because what if you don't kill it right away? Then it's squirming and stuff. Oh, I've got a trap for you. And so he, and so, of course, my sister-in-law, who loves all animals, wants a humane trap and, you know, to catch it so that we can release it into the woods, whatever. Anyway, I just want the mouse have you seen on. that where they catch the mouse and, the, and the, <laughs> the guy lets it out and it's running and then literally like a hawk comes and grabs, <laughs> grabs it. it? There you go. Um, so anyway, my theory. So so his theory is we'll find a way. I said, you know, well, let's call the exterminator out. And I said, well, we call the exterminator out. First of all, we need to find out where it is because which means we're going to have to clean out that closet. We have to take everything out of that closet to see if we could even find it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just hanging out. Like I said, maybe it was just hanging out for a day. Maybe he's gone now. Well, he's going to want to be able to see around the edges of the walls because what the, what's weird about mice, and I know this mostly because of managing an apartment building, and then we had a rat problem at the house after we bought it. Mm-hmm. and uh, But now it's gone. Uh, but the, you could see... Like they they drop wherever they go because they right. just poo. So that's how you know. They, and they kind of follow the same patterns. Okay. Like and so they're gonna want to see where if it's gathering in one area. And the, you could tell like if it's just one or two, then it's probably just one mouse that's right. coming by there looking for food or was there yeah. looking for food, didn't find anything and went back. Well, there's no food in the garage now. I do have a pantry in the garage, but the pantry is up above the ground. Like the mouse would have to jump to get onto the basic part. And of it's the all pantry. canned goods, right? It's not it's like nothing boxed. Goods. I had like I have cereal down there, but I should check and just and that. But that's on like the fourth, you know, shelf or whatever. So I'll keep checking just to make sure it's not it's not you know getting in there and gnawing into it. Yeah. But um, we don't have any other food down there except for dog food, which is in a container, an airtight container. But Every once in a while when I'm getting dog food out of it, then it, I probably drop a few kibbles. So yep. there's probably enough that and they, they... If you have a dog, they are attracted to not only dog food, but dog poop. They okay. eat the poop. All right. Well, that's good. The dog poops that way out in the back. So I don't have to worry about that. Um, but my theory in getting rid of the mouse is to simply <laughs> open the closet door every day and tell him to leave. Oh. Like I just open the door and say, it's time to leave, mouse. Like you got to go. Yeah. You need to leave. Yeah. From now. your childhood. Yeah. You need to go. My husband thinks that's not going to work. I think he's so right. So I'm just going to continue <laughs> along with my theory. How many days have you mouse? tried this? Two. Two days. You said, okay, time I to go. I haven't seen him yet. Good so point by you. I haven't seen him. So I, it could have worked. I don't know. There is a trap. <laughs> I know that unless, unless you're anti-killing. But there's a great trap that it's like a little, uh, almost like an igloo, mm-hmm. and you put peanut butter on the back end of it, and then you put like D batteries in it, and it's got a pressure plate. So when the mouse or rat goes all the way in, mm-hmm. and it steps on the pressure plate to get the peanut butter, it shocks it and just kills it, like Aww. an electric chair. No, it's great. You, and then you pick it up, you just dump it in the trash. It's awesome. Okay. Maybe that. If you, uh, if you, you could borrow mine. I think I'm good with, uh, done with mine if you want, but, or you can get they're like 30 bucks at Lowe's if you want, whatever you want. Uh, uh, Mine's been sitting in my garage for a while and has killed multiple rats. So you might not want that. I but. don't like the idea. I mean, listen, they're rodents and I know that they can cause problems. I don't like the idea of killing anything. Okay. That's just my 
But I'm okay if somebody else wants to kill it. So, yeah. like, if an exterminator wants to come in and kill it, then fine. If I don't have to see it, if I don't have to witness it, if I don't have to pick up the trap and uh, know that it's heavy because there's a mouse in there, <laughs> then fine. You need there. I think they have that, but it's more of a poison. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, no, the poison's bad. I don't want to do that. Who did I? Oh, that was that was Jennifer and you and the and Robin did that whole. Uh, Thing with the wildlife preserve where they're finding out that because people are poisoning exterminators are poisoning rats to mm-hmm. kill them that then like owls and hawks who eat them are then ingesting the poison and it's killing the owl it's and the hawk yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i want to put in this tree because we're on the back end of a school mm-hmm. so we have rats along the power lines here all the time i wanted to put a box up there because i learned from that interview that if i put a box up there eventually an owl will show up mm-hmm. and just start eating these things oh wow because there's also a vacant house like two houses down from me mm-hmm. and i think that that's become a pepino and his friends are hanging out over there yeah party. it's their penthouse it's pepino's penthouse you're like in the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> they're just having a little rat rave over there hey oh there's something else i want to talk about we brought this up the other day when we were talking about um engagement rings yes and wedding rings yes so I don't remember how the conversation came up. You we, you were wearing your wedding oh, ring. Oh, you were talking about what we talked about the last <laughs> segment. You were chatting about people with kids and saying stuff like that, even though they don't know you. And Natalie had an incident with, right after we got married. We were in our early 20s. And this she noticed that Natalie had a ring. And she goes, oh, is that your engagement ring? You got engaged? And she goes, no, no, I'm married. This, and she goes, well, where's the engagement ring? Because ring? I guess you have to have two bands now. And she goes, no, this is this is it. This is what I wanted. This is, and she goes, oh, she goes, but you're so young. Why did you get married? <laughs> and then before she could answer, my wife could answer. She said, oh, you got pregnant. Oh, and Natalie no. goes, no, no, no. I, I just love him. I'm like that was it. She's like, oh, well, all right. All like, right. Well, I guess so. <laughs> each to their own, I guess. Um, but the whole idea of of this the dual ring, I want to know. I, and I didn't even look it up, and I meant Let's to see. look it up. But I want to know when that started because. I didn't have an engagement ring either. Like I had a ring that that Tim gave me that was much like the ring I wear now. It was just like a band with diamonds on it. I've never wanted a big engagement ring. My sister has a nice big engagement ring mm-hmm. with a nice big stone. And in my head, I always thought I'm always smacking my hand on something to me, I would smack that thing and the diamond would pop out and I would never be able to find it. And then I would be pissed. So I never wanted a ring that stood out. So I never wanted an engagement ring. So he gave me a ring that was basically um, kind of a diamond band. And then a couple of years later, kind of upgraded the band to bigger diamonds, you know, in a platinum mm-hmm. setting. But and I only wear one at a time. So I don't wear. So I see everybody wear engagement ring. And wedding band, engagement ring, wedding band. I want to know when that started because to me, I don't see the purpose of two rings. Yeah, I don't. I it's, don't. It's either. A, a lot of money. Like most guys are spending a shit ton of money buying an engagement ring, and then you got to buy a band on top of that. And sometimes you got to get the ones that stick together, and they, you know, you get the two bands that go around the engagement ring and make it a big thing. I don't. I don't see what the big deal is. And so people ask me all the time. Sometimes they'll go, oh, well, that's, uh, that's your wedding band, but where's your engagement ring? It's like, well, I don't have one. Like, my engagement ring was a ring that looked just like this that I wear occasionally, but I don't wear it with this. Yeah. Why do I need more than one ring? And Natalie gets that all the time. I can't find anything. I did find that the Egyptians were the first civilization 5,000 years ago to exchange rings of love. Oh. Uh, and then in the Renaissance period, they had a gimel ring, which was like a puzzle ring that fit, fit together. But mm-hmm. I think that's what each person would wear the two pieces of the puzzle, right. like the besties heart, uh, you know, pennant that you'd get. I just know so many people and so many women who are obsessed about the engagement ring, about 
what's, what is it going to look like? Is he going to pick the right one? I want a big engagement band. I want this. I want that. And I'm like, if you guys love each other, do you really need a ring at all? Yeah. Like for me. So for There's me, it was that new like, thing is, uh, do you know anybody that does the tattoo? I've heard of that, but I haven't done. I haven't uh, seen anybody who's done it. Oh, here we go. So this is the closest I found. I'm hoping this is uh, this is going to help me out. It says engagement ring versus wedding ring. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. An engagement ring is given to someone at the time of a marriage proposal. Traditionally, women receive the engagement ring and are expected to wear it starting from the time of the proposal. Okay, having a ring on her finger will indicate to the world that she is taken. Oh God, and is committed to her partner. Shut the fuck These up. rings can vary greatly in terms of extravagance and price, but the most common type of engagement ring has a diamond or another gemstone set atop a pretty band. The engagement ring is worn on the third finger of the left hand, the one next to the pinky. Uh, what is a wedding ring? Wedding rings are exchanged between partners. They are typically more simple bands in comparison to the engagement ring and do not have a center diamond or a prominent gemstone. Both partners receive a wedding band during their ceremony and they each wear them on the third finger of their left hand. Because the wedding band is placed on the same finger as the engagement ring, many brides choose to move their engagement rings to their right hand so the ceremony, uh, for the ceremony and then move them back to their left hand afterwards so that their two rings are stacked. Okay, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I've never understood that. I don't get it. I mean, for me, it's like... I understand the concept of why, you know, yeah, you give her an engagement ring. It's kind of a promise. You're going to get married. But do you really need two rings? Like, really? Honestly, I don't think society, you need two rings. I wonder if at some point you would propose with a ring and show it to her, but then she wouldn't wear it, I guess. Uh, It says the meaning behind the rings. The the tradition of the engagement ring dates back many centuries when a man would ask for his lady's hand in marriage by giving her a valuable ring in exchange for the father's approval and exchange in ownership. Of this lady. Oh. These rings became more and more extravagant over time because they came to represent the man's wealth, which was very desirable for both the man and the woman and her family. Hmm. Although this notion is clearly very dated, the tradition of offering a ring for one's hand in marriage has lived on. In addition to historical meaning of the wedding ring, there is also symbolic aspect as well. The circular shape of the ring represents eternity and infinity. And the hole through the ring signifies a doorway leading to events in the future. Is that sex? Oh, come on. Leading to someone. (laughs) To give someone a ring indicates the commitment of never-ending immortal. Do I need to wear both? Oh, I hope. I'm sorry. I'm reading this. No, go ahead. Because the engagement ring is traditionally the flashier and more extravagant ring of the two, most women wear the engagement ring on their left hand ring fingers. Many women will wear their wedding bands stacked underneath the engagement ring as well, while some women choose to only wear one ring to represent both. Many jewelers sell engagement rings and wedding rings as a set so they match one another and look stylish when worn together. It's just a money-grabbing scheme. However, this is absolutely not a requirement, yeah. and you or you, uh, you and your partner can choose to buy wedding bands at your own leisure if you wish to have them at all. Listen, I bought, for our wedding, I bought us originally plain bands, just mm-hmm. regular bands, that were, like, super cheap. And then after a couple of years, we were just like, yeah, these are kind of cheap. Let me buy you a different ring, and then we'll buy another so the band itself that I used on that day has not not a lot of significance to me. Like, it's just we're together. Right. I mean, that, that's more significant rather than the ring. Yeah. So I just never understood the whole engagement ring thing. They're beautiful. My sister has a beautiful ring. I love it. But I would never wear a ring like that. I know people, what I think, uh, which sounds like, I don't know if you did this, but I know people who just replaced their entire ring just because they wanted something yeah. different as they got more money when they got older. Yeah. Uh, for me... 
like Natalie even told me once. So this, uh, my band is like 18 karat gold, and mm-hmm. then it's got a platinum band in the middle. Right. Which was kind of popular when we got married in 2001. And I like it, and I bought it because it was practical. I figured the platinum was hard enough so it wouldn't bend or get tore up. Right. And then if you notice, it kind of slides off my yeah, finger. Yeah, you need to get it resized. I bought it because I thought, this is what I thought when I was 20, 20 when I bought it. No, 21? 21 when I bought it. We got married when I was 21. I said, well, I know I'm going to get fatter, <laughs> so I got to get it a little big. Well, but you did for a while. You I did, and then I lost a bunch of weight, yeah, and so then now, now it's, I don't think I'm quite back to what I was at 21, but uh, <laughs> I'm working towards it, so I might have to get it resized. But yeah. my wife recently said, well, you want to just buy a new ring? And I was like, no. Yeah, no. See, you this, have an emotional connection right, to that ring. This is the ring. I have a, an emotional connection to the ring he gave me when he proposed, which, like I said, is just kind of a plain you know, a uh, white gold ring that had, you know, several small diamonds in it. It was just a nice, you know, ring. We got a Costco, yeah. which I appreciate because he saves money. And I really <laughs> love that ring. And I still I still have it and I still wear it. But a few years, our wedding bands, like I said, you know, we used for the wedding. And then we both kind of were just like, oh, they're just kind of plain. So then I bought him a new wedding band. I bought him two, actually. I was like, yeah, choose between which one you want. One, this one or that one. And then, um, and then I uh, later, you know, bought a new. He bought me a new uh, wedding band that had bigger diamonds in it, that were just, you know, it, again, it's just kind of a band. I'm not wearing it now because I don't wear my wedding ring to bed because my fingers swell. Yeah, well, I, if you look at it, I have emaciated flesh yes, around it from constantly wearing my, <laughs> and then I have calluses on either end of but my. But yeah, finger, I never, I never, I never take it off. I never understood the whole two. Wedding band. Yeah, I don't. Uh, there's a bit. Like a lot of my friends have beautiful engagement rings, and I'm like, how much did that cost? And they're like, oh, 10 grand. I'm like, Ooh. are you kidding oh, me? Oh, God, that made me throw up on my <laughs> mouth. Yeah, I would, could never, I could never see myself or, or, or expecting anybody to spend that much money on me for just a piece of jewelry. 17 years ago, Natalie's ring cost me $2,700. And I can't remember. I just picked it because it was a what lot. she liked, and I, and I had to make payments on it. Right. Uh, and it was, the other thing was I was doing, I was in an improv theater company called comedy sports in San Jose. And I was, I wanted to propose to her on our anniversary and I was talking to my buddy and the guy who owned comedy sports offered to pay for the ring and said I could pay him back. That's sweet. It took me a year and a half to pay him back, but I, I, so he married us and that's awesome. Yeah. He was a, he was a really nice guy, but But see, that's a decent amount to spend. And you only bought bought one ring, right? But you only, she only had, but aren't I supposed to add on to it like a a house or build on layers or something like every so many years, every, you know, probably on one of the anniversaries. You can probably get another ring. I've been married for, it'll be 17 years in July. I would say on the 20th, it would be nice if you got something that you could attach to that yeah. ring. What I was thinking about another doing band or something. is adding uh, the boy's birthstones. There you go. That would kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Like bookend yeah. the center diamond. Because mm-hmm. she's got like a diamond. She wanted little diamonds around the diamond. So she's got like a little, almost a wave of right. smaller diamonds. And if I could find a way to attach it. But I can't really do that and surprise her. Because I need the ring for the guy to go design it and put it together. Right. Well, you could. What you can tell her is, "Hey, I want to upgrade your ring a little bit. Give it to me." So she would she be weird not wearing it for a while? You think? Uh, I don't think she could get it off her finger. To be honest, <laughs> my wife is. Plus, very... I also think if she took that ring off, man, guys would be hitting on her left. Oh and my right. god, they wouldn't know that I own her. <laughs> How would they get the message? How would they know? They would not. She's my possession. Own her. <laughs> 
You should get one of those fake <laughs> ring tattoos. You know, have somebody do yeah. like a fake tattoo ring on the Just a filler. Ring. Maybe just I'll just filler. get a filler, like a lender. You know how you get a loaner car when your car's in the service? Just have the jeweler give me a, just a, bl- a band that she could put on there. That's what I, it's funny. I do something very similar. I just realized that if I see like a 22 year old server mm-hmm. at a restaurant with a, just a simple gold band, I'm like, right. that's just to keep dudes from hitting on her. I bet. <laughs> I really believe Which that. honestly, my sister-in-law had this uh, situation when we were trying to get one of my father-in-law's classic cars fixed. Mm-hmm. We finally, she found a place nearby where she lives, uh, this mechanic who was a super nice guy. And my sister-in-law is beautiful. She's very striking. She's very tall and my, my husband says his entire life he just had to deal with people like, you know, walking with their girlfriends and tripping over themselves when they saw his sister and the girlfriends would be like punching him. What are you looking at? That's and funny. she just she's oblivious to it. Like she just doesn't pay attention to it. So I guess the, you know, mechanic kind of took a liking to her and just was very subtly just, you know, suggesting maybe they should go to lunch or whatever. My sister-in-law kind of been angry. <laughs> like, you know, she was married and she's divorced. But um, she just kind of took it. She she just thought, oh, you know, he's just completely hitting on me. And I'm like, well, no, he's really just kind of asking you to lunch. There's nothing for you to say. He can say no, right? And she just took it like it was just this big it's problem offensive? that it was offensive to her. And I said, here's how you can fix the problem. Just wear a ring. Yeah. <laughs> wear a ring. Well, why should I have to wear a ring to, to get stop guys from hitting on me? I go. If it would just solve the problem, most guys probably are not going to try to hit on you if you're wearing a ring. Why is it? I don't see why that's a problem. I don't. It's I not. Agree with you. It's she's just weird. Here's the thing. I, I did have a theory, and I talked to my friends. Uh, this came up in college because there was a guy who was said something or whatever, and they were like, "Oh, it's so creepy when he says that." And I go, "I say stuff that's far worse. <laughs> why is it not creepy when I say it?" And they're like, well, uh, it's different when and, you say it. Well, no, here's what I realized. And, uh, it's a little bit of a pat on my back is that uh, they did not find him attractive. Oh, there you I go. I think if said mechanic, if, you know, chances not a bad are looking guy, he's, well, he's probably I would guess maybe I'm displacing my mechanic who's not a bad looking guy either. But he's mm-hmm. a Lebanese dude with some back hair situation. You know maybe. what I mean? So not it. a lot of chicks into that, you know, and so if but if he's all of a sudden, look, what's the guy on the Americans? Oh, uh, Matthew Reese. Yeah, if he's Matthew Reese, who's okay looking, I guess, sometimes. Yeah, like, hmm. He can be good looking. <laughs> then maybe and it's I not just, a big deal. Oh, by the way, speaking of the Americans, I just love the fact that this is the best part, even though it's a great show, is that I just love the fact that they could completely disguise themselves. Like Carrie Russell could completely disguise herself. Nobody will recognize her because she puts on glasses. Yeah. And, and combs her hair a different way. Yes. Come on. I do it all the time when I don't want to be recognized. <laughs> I'm an internet celebrity for my voice. <laughs> I put on some glasses. People just let me walk amongst them and they don't leave me alone. If I, I haven't tried it, but I'm willing to bet money if I go out of this house without glasses. Oh, it's a mob. It's a, it's a mob scene. It's good thing I have this ring. So it's like chicks. all those teenage chick movies where the ugly chick, yeah, like all of a sudden off, she takes her, her glasses down. off and she brushes her hair and all of a sudden everybody's into it. Yeah. But before she was ugly. Yes, it works. Oh, Art imitates life. All right. Art well, imitates we'll, life. We're done this week. You can catch me on uh, Twitter at Prod Michelle. And on uh, Instagram at PGK the Chi, you can get, uh, catch Justin's dad podcast at dadpodcast.com. Yep, or uh, Gamerland Podcast, also available on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Oh, I didn't think about this last week. Why not? I, I know I mentioned this, is that I'm uh, I'm going into real estate. My wife does home loans. So if you have awesome. a question, I'm not, I mean, here's the thing I'm not pimping you up for business, I'm not trying to do that. 
Because here's what I realized and why what kind of the genesis of this is my wife and I knew that we wanted to retire doing real estate. My wife has done home loans forever. I've always had my license, done property management. So if you have a question, just a question about, hey, I want to buy a house or I'm thinking of move what, or about your loan, any of that stuff, shoot me an email. Send it to Justin at VonKeithProperties.com. Awesome. I'll put it in the description of this And episode. make sure you like our Facebook page. Yes. Justin and Michelle Sideshow. Yes. Um, and also, oh, before I forget. It's Sideshow with Maju- uh, Justin and Michelle if you're looking at it. Yeah. Pod- and yeah. Before I forget, before yeah. I forget. Go. Um, next podcast, yeah. I will, first of all, have a happy Father's Day because oh, it's you. coming up soon. Um, and then the next podcast, I will uh, do a little recap of my trip with my mom to Vegas. We're going to Vegas next week. Oh, boy. So we'll do a little trip. Will it be a Magic Mike repeat? I don't know if there'll be a Magic Well, maybe now, because all of a sudden she's into Fifty Shades of Grey. What? So I will explain all of that. The books or the movies? Or both? Both. Oh, I will explain so it. I'll explain it on oh, the next podcast. Oh, try waiting a week for that, bitches. Have a good one. <laughs>